When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, Steelers fans. Welcome to The Hangar. My name is Tony Defio, and I'm joined by the great Shannon White and the great Kyle Kreiss. What is up? How are you guys doing tonight? I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm draining all my ketchup bottles as we speak. Pour some out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sad, yeah. sad day. Sad well, I mean, day. It, apparently, according to Twitter, it is a sad day. Uh, it's been a sad week. So I actually, actually haven't talked to you guys live on the air since that all went down last. Uh, was it Monday? Uh, so how do you how do you feel about the name change? I'll start with you, Kyle. You know, I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. There's a minute where you're like, yeah, it's not Heinz Field anymore. But then the rest of the 24 hours of my day is like, why are we uh, why are we showing such commitment and such loyalty to brands? You know, like like yeah. uh, you know, it's like I'm committed to the people on the field. Uh, the brands I could care less about. I I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, it's just it, it's something that we'll get used to. Uh, and you're Pittsburgh anyway. We're we're petitioning city to Mellon Arena, the Civic Arena, after uh, then the Console Energy Center opened. Which I mean, it seems ridiculous. A city the size of Pittsburgh to, to have two arenas right across the street, and you know they tore it down, and we went went on with our lives. Uh, what about you, Shannon? What do you feel about the Acroshore Stadium? Is it something? Are you going to get a T-shirt saying "I will never call it anything but Heinz Field"? Whatever they life will never be the same. I don't want to be melodramatic. Well, there you wanna, go. I don't want to have a lot of hyperbole, but. Yeah, life will never be the same, and I'm quite distraught uh, over it. You know, that was – I'm not going to question my Steeler fandom, uh, but, you know, that that's uh, that was such a great union, you know, and all those great memories, and now we got to start all over. But, uh, no, seriously, it, it's not that big a yeah. deal. Uh, I, I think that uh, uh, it would have been nice to, to tie something to the Steelers into the name. You know, because I've never heard of right. Acroshore, you know, and and so I think they they could have said Rooney Field or 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 something, but mm-hmm. but other than that, it's not really a right. big deal. 
Fred Rogers Field. Yeah, that would have been my uh, choice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, but uh, Acrosuristic. Fred Rogers Field or Fred Rogers Neighborhood brought to you by Acrosure Stadium, something like that. But, you know, apparently the corporation that paid $10 million a year wanted their name and their name only on there. And <laughs> nobody else uh, ponied up the, uh, the uh, right amount of money. That's what people are forgetting. You know, UPMC, uh, Heinz, Kraft Heiner, none of those guys wanted to pony up the cash and Acrosure Stadium did. And, that's why they're going to be. That's why we're going to be calling it that for the next fifteen years. Hey, Tony, do you think? Yes, sir. Here's the big. Here's the big question: Will the Steelers use this revenue to upgrade the stadium? Because well, I, think I think there's a lot of upgrades they could do. That then I think everybody would feel yeah. better about it. But they haven't said anything that I've heard. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they they plan on doing that. I mean, they have to. I mean, otherwise, because they, they, they alluded to that during the press conference last week. So they said this can make them more competitive. So I, I assume that means through upgrading the stadium. And if you talk to enough uh, experts out there, people who have who visited uh, uh, various NFL stadiums, it's, it's, it's starting to lag behind the other, the other uh, mm-hmm. places, places like, uh, uh, was it SoFi or whatever that's called? And, of course, uh, mm-hmm. Jerry World. Overrated. Well, we might think so, but but these owners, I mean, they're all about the uh, the amenities. They're all about the revenue stream. So, uh, before we before we continue, we have to we have to say that you know, uh, have to give a shout out to Brian Anthony Davis. He's not with us uh, tonight, as you can see. It's me and Kyle and Shannon and Brian somewhere being a Camilla, a pillar of the community and shaping young minds as a uh, boy scout troop leader so he'll be back with us next week so hurry back brian uh, it's not the same without you or 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 whatever we're supposed to we're supposed to hound you we'll do that later i guess we're supposed to rip you right shannon hey, was supposed to do it. he was in charge yeah yes tony yeah you rip him. i have a mission statement for tonight and it, okay. i think you take a page and learn a lesson from the great vince lombardi because without brian here we have to keep going, and we will strive for perfection. We will, we will never obtain yes. it, but we'll achieve excellence right. along. So that's how we need to look at this opportunity. Next man up. Okay, well, yeah. Well, the caveat to that is that the Packers finished 6-8 and eight in Lombardi's, uh, <laughs> the first year after Lombardi left. So we'll see. Hopefully we, we won't give you a 6-8 and eight show tonight. Uh, we'll blame it on Kyle. But, um, we'll blame yeah. it on Kyle. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously he's. He's not. I mean, he's only doing this podcast from a radio station. So what does he know? We're we're doing it from our living rooms, our man cave. So we're obviously uh, more qualified. But uh, before we get into the t- tonight's uh, topic, can you believe we're one week away, basically, from the start of training camp? I mean, uh, isn't it amazing how the how the the off season just kind of flies by now? How the NFL is like they've mastered that. I mean, you go from you go from the Super Bowl to the Combine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Before you know it. It's training camp. So, um, uh, was the uh, I'll start with you, uh, Shannon. Was the uh, was the off season painstakingly slow, or, or did it just fly by? I actually enjoyed it because there was so much more activity than normal. Because usually the Steelers, you know, you yeah. you know, free agency is a snooze fest. Because you know, it's like, well, they might sign one or two right. of their guys back if they're lucky. Because they're always up against the cap. Well, this year they actually had money. Right. I think they they mm-hmm. made some really good improvements uh, it, with that free agents right. group, and I think they drafted well. So I was excited. Now, I'll be honest, the last two weeks, if you notice our numbers and our audience, and everybody's kind of in this dog days of, you know, of July waiting right. for training camp right. to start. And it's, it's kind of gotten right. boring and stale, and so I'm super excited about training camp starting up. I can't wait. Uh, State more days. To... What about you, Kyle? How'd you spend your off season? Did you uh, did you do any mourning, uh, or did you uh, uh, move on shortly after that blowout loss to the Chiefs? Yeah, I was mourning the state of Steeler Nation. Uh, you know, all these fans who. Yeah, but I came to the real. I came to a realization this off season that because you know I'm always harping on the fans who are, you, you know, just like always negative, uh, you know, 75% of the time. But I realized for these, <laughs> these Gen Z 
Steelers fans, this is the dark ages. You know, fans our age remember yeah. the Bubby era. We remember, you know, right. the, uh, mm-hmm. the Tom Zach era. But these Gen Z fans, mm-hmm. uh, this yeah. last five years is the dark ages. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is this is pretty bad for them. You know, no no playoff wins since uh, 2016. And I, I, I lived through, and you guys did too. The, uh, the 85 through 90 era with Chuck Noll, and they, they made the playoffs once in that entire time. And they had five and 11 seasons, a couple of six and 10, or at least one six and 10 season in there. And yeah, it was pretty dark. Uh, but then they, they, they brought in, uh, after Noel retired, they, they hired Bill Cowher and the rest is history. And it's kind of what this reminds me of, except for instead of a, a coach, it's, it's a player. You move on from Big Ben, and he was kind of like the last real link. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the uh, to that Super Bowl era, and, and uh, as long as you had him around, you were looking looking to the past. But now that he's moved on, it's a it's a exciting new era. And with that in mm-hmm. mind, training camp uh, coming up, uh, we're going to go over uh, what position by position, which player from the position or players, if you will, we're most excited about watching this training camp, and wh- who we think can really make a a, a splash. So. But the obvious, and that's quarterback. We have a quote-unquote three-guy race, even though it's probably only a two-guy race. And some Mike Thomas probably hoping it's a one-guy race with uh, Mr. Biscuit. But <laughs> I'll start with you, Kyle. Who are uh, the quarterback class uh, on the uh, coming into the in the training camp? Who are you most excited about watching this training camp? Uh, that's a that's a tricky most excited because that, of course we all want to see what Mitch and Kenny are up to, but. The storyline I'm following in the QB room, because a lot of people want Mace to be traded or let go, uh, you know, and they want Oladokun to make the 53. But I'm watching for uh, Mason Rudolph to come out poised and professional. And I think he's going to be a uh, 53-man roster all 18 weeks. You know, I'm not saying where he's going to be on the field except maybe a victory formation. But I do think that Mace has yes. got nowhere to go. But uh, but Acrisure Stadium on Sundays. I like it. I like it. How about you, Shannon? Of those three, or even Chris Oladokun, who who are you most excited about watching? Well, I'm excited about seeing Oladokun. Just to, you know, to see if he has an opportunity to make the practice squad, and and uh, you know, rooting for the kid. You know, seventh round pick and everything. Um, having three quarterbacks means you really don't have one. And, and we've talked about it right. before. You want to get as many practice reps and, and uh, you know, game action snaps for whoever eventually is going to be the starter. And, you know, the, each guy has strengths and minuses, you know, uh, weaknesses. Um, Trubisky, people look back and, and they want to talk about his what he's done in the past, you know, both good and bad. And you have to look at the complete package. But it really won't mean anything – only thing that's going to matter is how he looks with the Steelers. The same is true with Mason right. Rudolph and how he looks in the offense because none of us have ever seen Matt Canada's offense. Last year was not Matt Canada's offense. He he might have been the offensive coordinator, but right. that wasn't his that wasn't his system. So we really don't know yet. So I but I guess I'm most excited to see Kenny Pickett, who I don't think will be the starter, uh maybe not at all this year. I don't think that's the plan. Let's put it that way. But I am excited to see mm-hmm, right. if he has the it factor that we, you know, I talk about a lot. And that's just, if you watch how he carries himself, right. they had a celebrity softball game this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just really comfortable. He's calm. He's really chill. He's kind of got a, as we've said before, a little bit of a Joe Burrows type demeanor to him. Yeah. And, right. You know, I mean, I ain't saying he's going to be that, but if he could give you that confidence and that calmness in the heat of battle, you know, um, and, and the dude's got talent. I mean, he obviously is athletic. Um, and a lot of times, right. if you believe in you, other people can believe in you. So that could be really good right. from a leadership standpoint. So I guess I'm most excited to see if that shows up in the preseason. Uh, yeah, he's definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching and, and and seeing how, how he comes out of the eight and how he starts his uh, NFL career. Uh, you know, the, the quicker 
he, you know, he can he can turn into that guy. The better it's going to be for the Steelers. And, but we don't. Even, he is that guy. We we're not going to know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like a, a a brand new toy. You just can't wait to take it out of the box and 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 uh, wind it up and, and and see what it does. And that's that's kind of how I feel about him. And it's the first time we've had this opportunity uh, since 2004 to see a, a rookie quarterback with this kind of pedigree mm-hmm. uh, join the Steelers. You know, as a, you know, and but I think whoever whoever uh, wins the job, it's going to be a, a great story. I think they're all all three of these guys could be great stories. Obviously, Mr. Trubisky, you know, if he comes on and 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 proves to everybody that that he was given a, a raw deal in Chicago, you know, didn't pick up his fifth year option, he had to move on and, and be a, a backup in, in Buffalo for a year. And you know, people have said that that benefited him uh, with coaching and, and seeing a, a NFL MVP candidate. Uh, sitting behind uh, Josh Allen, so uh, he'd be a great story. Kenny, you know, if guy, if he if he's that Joe Burrow type that you mentioned, Shannon, if he comes out in a year or so wearing a uh, a fur coat, you know, we're we're gonna know that he made it. Right? <laughs> he, he definitely is that guy. Uh, and of course, even even uh, Mason Rudolph is a great story. I don't know, people don't people don't want to even admit it, but if Mason Rudolph, if he if he uh, rises up from the ashes and and it is the guy. I mean, you're not going to care two or three years from now that you hated him at one point or did dislike this quarterback play. You just want them to find the best guy. So if Mason Rudolph can can mm-hmm. can rise up and be that guy, that's going to be a great story. But I'm definitely most excited by Kenny Pickett. Did you see Kenny All at right. the Cam softball game? The, yeah. He was hitting uh, he was hitting dingers out there. I didn't mm-hmm. see I didn't see yeah. anyone else. You know, <laughs> easy swing too. Easy effortless run. swing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, Alex Highsmith has a. He almost got drafted, and you know, by the by Major League Baseball, and or at least he could have been, I guess. Anyway, he was good enough, but he—I don't think he even hit a home run. So, uh, yeah, he definitely has swagger about him. Uh, so if he can back it up with his play on the field, I mean, you know, that's what you want from a quarterback. You want somebody who's not overly cocky, but definitely has that, you know, that uh, almost arrogant confidence about him. That, that's what you want. So hopefully, uh, leadership can be the. Uh, Leadership, exactly. Leadership. <laughs> so we're moving. It's, it's, it's leadership whenever, whenever, um, whenever they're successful, right? But if it's, yes, if, yes. If yes. he's not successful, then, then it's then it's, ar- it's arrogance. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the uh, to the offensive line, and you know it doesn't have to be a specific position, just any one of the uh, anybody from any position along the offensive line. Who are you most excited about? And I'll start with you, Shannon. Oh, you know who I'm going to say, James Daniels, who I think was the biggest bargain of all interior free agent, interior offensive linemen. I think he's 24, won't be 25. I'm working on an article about it coming up. He won't be 25 until September 13th. He's a four-year starter for the Chicago Bears, and he's just hitting his prime. He's just reaching his peak. And the Steelers got him for a song and dance compared to what a lot of teams are paying their interior offensive right. linemen. I love his right. leadership. I love the fact that, you know, he could be probably uh, a Pro Bowl center based on his collegiate experience at Iowa. He's he's well-versed. He's, he's well-schemed. Um, the guy's just a stud. And I think that he will be the best offensive lineman uh, guard that the Steelers have had since David DeCastro. And uh, I'm expecting big things from him, so I'm very excited. So you think you think he that's his ceiling? He he can he can reach level Pro Bowl, All Pro uh, level because he hasn't. I know he hasn't made a Pro Bowl yet, right? Over his first few seasons. So do you think he has that potential? Not yet, but I think he can. Yeah, I'm actually surprised when I found out he didn't have that uh, on his resume a Pro Bowl because you heard so many like so much. Uh, great things about him uh, coming in, you know, when he, when he, when he was a free agent and the fact that he, he was considered one of the best free agents out there. So I think they got a great find. Uh, what about you? Uh, what about you, Kyle? You know, I'm more, we kind of know who the starting five are going to be. So even though we haven't seen them play together, I'm kind of more interested in who are going to be like those six, seven, eight guys, uh, you know, Kendrick Green, what is, you know, he went from starting every game, Omo, I mean, he got, he kind of got benched at the end due to injury 
or was it a bench? I don't know. You know, it's like how is he going to respond? Because it's it's mm. kind of you know it seems like he's on pace for a demotion for going from starting uh, all last season to maybe being the backup now at left guard or maybe being in a position battle for left guard. So I'm kind of like, how is he going to respond? This is a big challenge because you know, I mean, is, is, even though as bad as the run was, the man is the in, incumbent starting center. You know, so mm. kind of getting a demotion if that what is what happens. I kind of want to see how he responds to that. I want to see, you know, these guys like Leglu, uh, you know, is he going to, is he going to be a 53 or is he going to back to the squad? Uh, because especially on the offensive line, you know, we need more than five hats every season. It takes seven, sometimes eight uh, hats throughout the course of a season. So I want to see, you know, these six, seven, eight guys, Joe Hag, you know, is he, is he going to uh, get more reps? You know, uh, those are the guys I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like that. There's a, uh... So somebody that I'm most excited about, you mentioned him as Kendrick Green. And the reason why is because he was kind of demoted last year. You know, they, they said it was injury, like you said, but it seemed like he was benched in favor of J.C. Hasenauer at center. And he's officially moved over to guard. And uh, you know, I think people were coming into the season, they were assuming that Kevin Dotson would be the starter at left guard. And I was listening to a, a radio segment with Jerry Dulac a, a month or so ago. And they asked him to predict all five starters. And, and he said the, the four that we kind of would assume, four of the five. And then he said, left guard, he predicted that Kendrick Green would beat out Kevin Dotson, which I found Ooh. pretty interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to see how, how, how much uh, switching over to guard benefits him and how much he's improved overall as, a, as an NFL offensive lineman from, from year one to year two. So he's definitely somebody I, I'm – looking forward to seeing that might be a, a, a battle, a camp battle left guard that we're not even considering. So uh, that, that's somebody I'm most excited about just because I want to see what, 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 how much he's improved. And of course I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited about Dan Moore. I, I want to see mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, the leap he made from year one to year two, because I think a lot of fans are still not comfortable with him as a starting left tackle. You know, that there's been a lot of talk this off season about going out and getting a, a veteran, somebody more, with a higher pedigree uh, to, to sort of maybe come in and be the starter or compete for the starting job. But I mean, I think, you know, he was a great find last year in the fourth round. And the fact that he started 16 games, I think that's, that's a good start for, for a rookie, mm-hmm. a fourth round pick mm-hmm. at, at an important position. So Kendrick green, number one, and certainly uh, Dan Moore, number two. You know, we, it's like, we, we said this two years ago. Well, the offensive line can't get any worse than 2020. <laughs> and then right. it was like 2021. was kind of So I don't want to say right. we can't get any worse. You know, we can only look up. I don't want right. to jump that gun. But it seems like, you know, at some point you got you to gotta, uh, go up. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it, what, like, I, I never, you know, it would have been nice if it was uh, overnight. Uh, the transformation, went, you know, from year one to – from the uh, old guard to the new guard last year, when I say old guard, I mean like the, mm-hmm. the uh, unit. Uh, you're switching over from five guys who were kind of shot mostly to five young guys. Uh, you know, it wasn't going to be a, a seamless transition. I think we all – we were hoping it would be, but I think we were, an, we were anticipating that it wouldn't be. And last year was a, a – <laughs> certainly wasn't a – it proved to be a, a anything but a seamless transition. But, I mean, you know, you look at the experience that Moore got last year and – now you brought you bring in Mason Cole to be your center, presumably, and you have obviously the very well thought of James Daniels. Uh, you know, if Shooks can be steady at right tackle, and if Dan Moore can keep improving, you never know. This could be this, this unit could be could be uh, at least average this year, and an average would be a, a step up from what we've seen right. the past two years. So <laughs> average would be great. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> average would be. I mean, obviously you want more than that, but average would be a step up. All right, let's move on to let's see. Obviously, I'm 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 uh, doing this from memory. I'm trying to remember position by position. Well, what, about wide, what, about, what about wide receivers? If we're sticking on offense, there you go. Wide receiver. I was gonna I was gonna say tight end, but wide receiver. That's that's why I like where you're headed to that, Kyle. So wide receiver. What, what, what are you thinking of, uh, Kyle? Who's your Who's your most the player you're most excited about? Well. Um... I mean, I think we're all excited to see George Pickens in action, um, you know, but I think that the amount of participation that George Pickens can provide will determine uh, a lot about what we do with Calvin Austin, because I'm not convinced 
you know, 10 days before camp that because uh, rookies don't automatically uh, contribute, you know, their rookie season. Mm-hmm. It took Martavius Bryan, I think, eight weeks to be activated. You know, uh, even Manny Sanders and Antonio Brown, they weren't activated at the same time. So right. I fear that Calvin Austin isn't going to have a role on the 53 initially in September because I think that veterans – are going to have the experience to contribute like week one in Cincinnati. I think that you're going to need someone like a Boykin or an Ant-Man, Anthony Miller, mm. uh, a veteran. Not re- We're not ready for those rookies yet to contribute in week one. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's a maybe a worst case scenario. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think that these rookies are going to come out of the gate week one, uh, Pickens and Austin. And so I'm, I want to see what some of these vets, Cody White, Anthony Miller, uh, Miles Boykin, who I think is going to be mostly special teams, but I think in September they're going to, you know, there's there's going to be a need for some veteran snaps uh, on offense. I like that. I think yeah, but Austin, I think people, you know, are assuming he's gonna he's gonna make the team and, and and be a cog right away. But I mean, he's obviously a fourth round pick, and that's never a guarantee. Plus, he's like. 110 pounds or whatever it is, 170 pounds. He's, he's a really, really small guy. So there are no guarantees that he's going to, he's going to even uh, make the 53 man squad, let alone contribute right away. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. What about you? What about you, Shannon? Well, I'm really excited about Piggins as Kyle said, but one of the reasons I'm really excited about Piggins is I agree that Calvin Austin, the third might take a little while. I do think mm-hmm. he's going to contribute this year, but it might be closer to midseason, which I think was where Kyle was was going with that as well. Right. I'm right. excited about what Pickens can offer on the outside because I think it's going to shift and affect Chase Claypool in a huge way because I think we're going to see Claypool out of the slot. And I think he potentially could be a slot monster. That's what I've called him. Because he's going to be a matchup nightmare. Because if you put a linebacker on him, he's toast. If you put a, yeah. a safety or corner on him, he's going to overwhelm him with his size. Because most slot corners are little. So you're going to have right. to move somebody else in there, which affects the rest of the defense, as the Steelers know. So I'm very excited about what Claypool can be. And I want to see it the, the first fruits of that labor start to show up in training camp. We want to hear reports coming out that, hey, you know, he's he's dominant. He's 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 destroying our slot guys. If we hear that, right. then I'll feel really excited about the season. I I kind of I agree with you. I was gonna that's who was I was gonna pick Playpool. I, I think he, he had he was so intriguing coming out of uh, the gate in, in his rookie year. I mean, he was so dominant. I mean, that one touch that one uh, game against the Eagles, he had four touchdowns. And uh, last year was a step back. I mean, there was no question about it. He, he took a step back. But again, though, it was hard to evaluate any skill position players because of the, the struggles with off- on, the, on the offensive line. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger being his last year and him, him sort of being on his last leg, so to speak. So I, I just want to see if the quarterback play is better this year. And I think people were anticipating it's going to be at least a little bit better uh, because everybody's younger anyway. Um how, I read a stat. How, I think I read a stat that uh, Chase, not Chase, that uh, DJ and Juju, like the average, like it was like less than seven yards per uh, mm-hmm. per attempt or something. It's just like it's yeah. got to be. Right. It's got to be higher than that, right? If it's Mitch, if it's right. Kenny, it's got to be higher than like a seven yards per attempt. Out of the last uh, yeah. two hundred, out of the whole NFL, two guys have had two hundred targets and averaged less than seven yards a target. And it was Deontay Johnson and, and Juju. So that I mean yeah. that just shows you that the last two seasons, the offense, they just could not drive the ball down the field for a no. lot of reasons. So right. th- that has to change. Yeah, and I think that you can attribute, you know, Deontay Johnson's drops. I mean, obviously, not not solely, but in, at least partially on the fact that every time he caught a pass, just about there were like five guys. You know, he was. You're throwing it five yards from the line of scrimmage. You're, you're going to have like five or six defenders around you. I think that that may have affected his concentration. Uh, but if Claypool can uh, takes a step this year, and if Pickens proves to be a force right away, well, then you have yourself a somebody that they have they didn't have last year. And that's three uh, 
really good, talented receivers. I think, you know, Juju, you know, he got hurt earlier in the year, so we don't know how he would have uh, played out the rest of the year. But they only, you know, other than Claypool and, and, and Johnson, you didn't have much after that. James Washington was a big t- disappointment last year. So if you can get a three, like a nice three-headed monster at, at, re- at the receiving core this year, that's going to uh, go a long way in making that offense more explosive. All right, let's move on to tight end. Uh, I think the obvious, it's, it's obvious who we're all excited about, but I think we, you know, we, we can add some nuance to it. Who are you most excited about, Shannon, in the tight end spot? Well, Friar Muth is the obvious answer. Because if Claypool isn't in the slot, I want to see Friar Muth in there, the other snaps. Because Friar Muth is, he's like a Kelsey and he's like a Kittle. He's a big tight end who runs like a wide receiver, moves like a wide receiver, he has incredible hands, the best hands on the team. So he's another matchup nightmare. But I'm actually really excited um, about Zach Gentry and Connor Hayward because I think that both guys offer versatility that we're not really understanding how useful they can be in Canada's offense. Mm-hmm. There's there's clips of Zach Gentry blocking Miles Garrett like a – Offensive tackle. His blocking improved light years last year. I mean, it was night and day compared to his first, you know, season. And so I think he's going to be so valuable as a blocker and then leak out on them rollouts, misdirection plays. You gave him the ball out in the open field. Guys ain't going to want to tackle 6'8 and 260 or 270, whatever he is. Then Hayward, I mean, the guy can do everything adequately to well. And so I'm expecting kickout blocks. I'm expecting short yardage runs, a little bit of H-back, fullback. Um, And guys like it, winning teams have those guys. They're glue guys. And so I'm just super excited about the whole tight end position. Yeah, I think uh, there were were times last year I I forgot that Zach Gentry was uh, (laughs) still here because he he had such a huge transformation when when, when he – appeared in games and, and, and caught passes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's Zach Gentry. He looks like a completely <laughs> different guy. I watched him in training camp, and he was he was uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, he dominated in blocking drills from what I could see from my layman's uh, uh, novice eyes. But uh, what about you, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Muth, right? Obviously excited. Like, you know, all expectations are this guy is going to be able to do whatever's asked of him. We saw him make those uh, circus catches – in year one um, Gentry, of course, you know, catching Gentry's catching passes. What's happening, you know, only, in a, <laughs> only in a big Ben offense, right. Where, where Ray Ray McLeod is uh, converting thirds and Zach Gentry's catching passes, but you know, I, and, and, and I'm excited about Connor Hayward as well. I just don't, I'm, I'm hesitant to say like, you know, it's okay if this guy starts on the practice squad, you know, I mean, he's six foot, like zero, six foot, nothing. I saw him at the softball game. I don't even know if he's six foot. Let's be honest. <laughs> Um, so I think he's little, it's like to put it's five eleven. Oh, five eleven. Okay. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. how is he going to line up? He's not going to line up against defensive linemen. You know, he's not going to be able to, you know, is he even going to chip a D lineman? So, um, I'm curious on how he's going to play against these, the big boys. I think that, you know, if he starts off on the squad, that's, that's fine too. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually intrigued. I, I wouldn't say excited, but I'm intrigued by, by Hayward because he have 11 or six, no matter what he is, he's not anywhere near your average height for a tight end. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's, he's listed as a tight end to me, that's, that's intriguing. How are they going to utilize this guy? As Shannon said, he's so versatile, or at least he was at Michigan State. Uh, he's even good at, you know, at returning, uh, kickoffs, you know, so I just want to see what this guy can, can, can add, not just to the offense, but just to the, the, the team in general. How, how, can he be that kind of contributor that you can't, you can't, uh, cut, even though it's a six round pick, you have to keep him around because he's so versatile. He can do so many different things. So I'm definitely excited about, uh, Cam's, uh, baby brother. So we'll move over to the defense and we'll start with the defensive line. Uh, obviously they, they, uh, Cam's there. You have uh, a little totally. back. They went out and got- what about yes, to sir. what about to run him? What about the running backs? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm a horrible. Host. What about the well, running I mean, backs? 
we were all excited Shoot's about Ben Stiff football. <laughs> we're all excited. I'm sorry, I forgot about the uh, running back. We'll start, we'll, we'll, I'm sorry. Okay, I, yeah. I, I screwed up. I screwed up. You can bench me. Uh, uh, running backs, uh, uh, Shannon. Who are you most excited about? None of them. <laughs> really? You could have skipped it. You, you could have skipped it. So, so, no, 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 I, I mean, I want to see what Najee Harris could do behind an average line. I, I think he could have fifteen hundred yards behind an, uh, you know, even an average line. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see that next step in his development. If he gets a little help, has a quarterback he can take snaps under center, you know, and open up the creativity, I, I'm really excited to see what he can become because I think he's a pro bowler if that can happen. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just had to pick right. at you about forgetting the running back. <laughs> oh, no, I, that's a, that was a big omission on my part. I can't believe I, I was, I, I was like – I had my mind set on defensive line like a rookie court. I was, I wasn't, I didn't see all my reads. Yeah. But what about you, Kyle? Uh, yeah. You know, we, we, we know what, you know, we know what these guys are. We know what Benny Snell is. Uh, although I don't think that his roster spot gets challenged because of his contributions and special teams. I think that's kind of where he gets his lock. A lot of people are curious about this undrafted guy, uh, Mateo Durant out of Duke. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't say I know enough about him to, to know that, that he, you know, he can contribute. But, you know, the size in the room is kind of small. You know, Anthony McFarland's 5'8". Um, mm-hmm. uh, that other rookie, uh, Jalen Warren, is, is small too. So, uh, I don't know. You know, Trey Edmonds has a little bit of size, but we haven't seen him really get any snaps. So, I, you know, I don't know what to right. expect out of this running back room. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a, a behind Najee. You know what you have with him. And like Shannon said, if the line improves at all, he's going to make the Pro Bowl. Uh, <laughs> but behind him, I mean, you know, you know, Benny Snell's an, you know, an okay backup, but everybody's well known. And, you know, uh, Mateo Durant, he rushed for, what, 2,058 yards his last two years at Duke. He signed a, a like a for, I read today, it was like the, the, the most they ever gave a, a running back as far as a signing mm-hmm. bonus and undrafted free agent. Uh, but, you know, we heard we, – we were gushing about Benny Snell three years ago, you know. And so, I don't know. I, I, I am actually excited not excited but intrigued by Anthony McFarland. You know, we keep hearing about this relationship between him and Matt Canna because of, uh, you know, he was his coach in college at Maryland at one point. So I just want to see if this is the year that they finally try to utilize him as a weapon – and the can since he's going to have supposedly Canada will have his entire playbook at his disposal because he won't have to have like a marriage with Ben's mm-hmm. philosophies, you know. So I just want to see if they're going to if if McFarland has it in him to 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 actually make an impact finally in his third year because he's been just non-existent over his first two years. So we'll I'll, I'll go with uh, uh, McFarland, my namesake. Moving on to the <laughs> defensive line. Defensive line. Uh, whatever, uh, Kyle. Who who are you most excited about? The five star, the three, the three projected starters, the the the, the backups, the the rookie Leal. Uh, who who's your guy? Um, you know, uh, let's start with the guys who were there at the end of the season. I'm I want to see what Montrevious Adams mm-hmm. uh, can do. You know, he kind of turned around. You know, not that not that a single one a single linemen can turn around a running game but you know when he came on it finally turned around the you know we the running game from being the worst uh in all time to just the worst in franchise history so um mm-hmm. I, you know if he if he can stick around i don't know you know i don't i don't know if i'm going out on a limb by saying this but there might be a camp battle with him and tyson tyson's 35 uh yeah and he hasn't played in in you know 18 months or something right so uh Right, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing what Adams Adams brings if he continues with you know he just he was the definition of jump on the moving train last season. So now that yeah. he can drive the train a little, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing <laughs> uh, something there. Yeah, I mean, you know, people, former third rank, I think in twenty seventeen, I believe, and we really impressed some people last year when he when he uh, came on at the end of the year. And as you said, Alou uh, uh, Alou is thirty five; he just turned thirty five, and you know he. Missed almost the entire year with a with an injury. So, you know, it, it, when these guys fall off a cliff, they fall off fast. So we'll see about that. But that's that's a good that's a good one. What about you, Shannon? 
both of y'all can bite your tongue. <laughs> if Tyson well, Alou was mean, here, if he was here, he would, he would. You think Cam Hayward gets upset when he's disrespected? <laughs> I can't believe y'all said that about Alou. That man if, has been. If Alou was been here, to prayer. And when he went out last year, that's when it all fell apart. And at 35 years old, I think he could still play 40% of the snaps at nose tackle. And I think I'm excited about Matravius Adams also as being his backup and learning at the foot of the master. But saying (laughs) that somebody's going to take a little spot is heresy. I am I am appalled, and I I don't I don't even want, I can't wow. even talk about it anymore. I can't even talk about it anymore. Raw nerves. I got I got to blame Kyle for this. He's sitting, he's sitting in a radio station. He's a shock jock, apparently. So yeah, wow, <laughs> darn you, Kyle. I can't believe I can't you influence me to, in, to agree with you. But um, I am looking forward to to Leal. I don't know how he's going to fit in. You know, there's there's questions about his speed his size, his ability to stop the run, but he is a third-round pick, and he, he, he went into his senior year or his last year in college uh, as a highly ranked prospect. So, you know, this guy could be a, a real bargain for them, uh, you know, if, if he's, you know, they yeah, they, they brought in Ogunjobi, but, you know, third-round picks, they're, they're, they're drafted to start eventually. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what, what he brings to the table and, and if he can if he can silence some of those uh, doubts about about his, his – his, uh, Ability, so yeah, that's 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 mine. We will. We it's will a packed. It's a packed over. room in there too. I was, I was just gonna say it's a packed room in there. You know, there's like seven mm-hmm. or eight people who are mm-hmm. going to be fighting for. You know, maybe six, maybe a seventh. I don't. You know, uh, if they if they go seventy yeah. linemen, you know, I mean, someone like Henry Mondo or um, yeah, you know, either the either the twins. Like a lot of you know, there's a lot of guys who aren't who aren't going to make the fifty three. Right. Yeah, Loudermilk, uh, he's a guy that they you know, were criticized for for uh, trading a draft pick to move up last year to, to pick him in the middle, you know, what, the fifth <laughs> round? Yeah, Shannon. Yeah, I mean, when you when you read the profile, his grade, his draft grades were so low. You're like, why didn't they just wait? And you said it, I think you said this, Shannon. They probably could have got yeah. this guy as an undrafted free agent. But he did He did yeah. impress a little bit last year. But, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you bring in an Ogunjobi and, and you draft the guy in the third round, you know, and, and Adams obviously shined last year. Uh, you know, it might be a numbers game already for him or, you know, back to the practice squad or to the practice squad. But let's move the, let's move the inside linebacker next. Obviously, I think it's uh, – there aren't very many candidates as far as, you know, I think it's pretty obvious who we might be excited about, about seeing. Um, but I'll start with – I think, I, I think you're, you're next up, Shannon. Or, yeah. you're, you're, you're first. Who, who are you excited about? His name is Mark Robinson, and, and he's oh, he's yeah. going to win. He's going to win the Isaac Redman Award. <laughs> I've already started the campaign, and he is going to be that downhill thumper, that that aggressive Steelers classic Steelers inside linebacker that the Steelers have been missing since Vince Williams hung up his cleats. And he might not start this year. But I think he's going to make the squad. I think he's going to surprise everybody, make the squad. And he's going to be a special teams demon. He might kill a player or two on special teams if you give him a full head of steam like that. So we got to pray for everybody's safety. But (laughs) I am am very stoked (laughs) about Mark Robertson. I digress. I digress. Woo! Well, no, I mean, like Dave Dave said, I think something else, but still, I'll I'll use that. He said testify. I think that's – you were testifying on his behalf. And I mean, you know, he kind of reminds you of a uh, Vince Williams, you know, downhill, uh, but more athletic, uh, heavy, uh, more athletic. Yeah. And, and yeah. You know, here's a guy who was a running back and he kind of, you know, for three years and he, and he, he transferred three different times and, you know, he was a walk on at Ole Miss, the SEC. And he started last year and he did well for himself. So uh, that's somebody to look out for. Uh, uh, who are you most excited about Kyle? I mean, you know, Robinson is one of my favorites going into camp. I love the story. Uh, I love what he's overcome. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not as confident as Shannon that he's going to be a 53er this season. You know, just uh, the learning curve itself. But I'm definitely rooting for him. Um, this is another room that's super crowded, and someone's going to yeah. lose their job who might not, you know, deserve it. Uh, 
because all right, so you know, of course, Miles Jack, Devin Bush, uh, big place Spillane is in there. You, but you've got Buddy Johnson, who people think are going to make, even though we haven't seen him take a snap really on defense, people think he's ready to make that leap. Um, you've also got special teams aces in there, like Marcus Allen and UG three, mm-hmm. who don't really play on defense, but right. they seem to be. They seem to got uh, you know Danny Smith's. Uh, something on him, you know, they're blackmailing him for a roster spot or something. Uh, so who is not going to make, you know, who someone's going to have to play special teams to make this roster. If Robinson can run down those kicks, uh, like Shannon says, maybe he is the guy, but someone, someone's got to, someone's got to lose a job in this room. There's just so many people. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Gilbert, has been around now forever and, and he really hasn't contributed much at all on defense. And, you know, if you can find uh, somebody, a young player like a Robinson who shows great potential uh, at linebacker, but also is, is a special teams team. And then, you know, he's got the team made and Shannon, you, you look like you're ready to say something uh, 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 dramatic. Marcus Allen, Marcus Allen. That's all I got to say. The Marcus experiment Allen. is over. <laughs> Marcus Allen needs to be gone. Well, I mean, I think uh, he, he's definitely he definitely could be a victim of, of the numbers game. That's for sure. I mean, when you bring in when you bring in uh, a Miles Jack and and you know here's a guy who who is a converted safety. So, but my my number one and this is obvious it's Devin Bush because they invested so much in him three years ago. And they did so for a reason because of who he was replacing. That was Ryan Chazier. And Ryan Chazier was, he was so integral. He was the, the centerpiece of that defense. He was Troy Palomalu at, at inside linebacker, essentially. That's who he, he was for them. And they expected that from Devin Bush. And he has not come close to that. He was pretty good his rookie year. And he looked okay. You know, he looked like he was improving his second year. And then he had that torn ACL. And last year he was, he was, he was not, a good player last year. I think we can all agree he was not a good player. He seemed to come on a little bit at the end, but he was not. He, he seemed to be unsure of himself. Uh, it seemed to be more mental than even physical with him. And you know, hopefully for his sake and the Steelers' sake, he, he can overcome that those mental blocks this year and, and and become that that explosive player in the middle of that defense that, that they drafted him to be. So he's definitely uh, who I'm uh, excited about. Yeah. Uh, hands up yeah. in prayer for that. <laughs> he's, uh, probably he's probably got the most oh, at stake. He's probably got the most at stake this season. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does. Because, I mean, if you if he becomes that that all-pro level player, then, you know, he joins, he joins uh, obviously, TJ and, and, and Cam and Minka as another uh, mm-hmm. weapon for that defense, somebody that you have to prepare for as, as a, a an opponent. But what about outside linebacker? Uh, I mean, I think we're all excited about TJ, but outside of him – who, who are we excited about? I'll start with you, Kyle. I mean, we know it's going to be TJ and Alex, and it looks like Jannard Avery uh, is going to be a lost or lost a rock, a roster lock. Um, and then, <laughs> so what is it, is it going to come down to Tuzar versus Tuska? You know, or is there yeah. maybe a, a, a name off the radar that comes in? Sometimes, you know, someone comes in off the radar that the fans never see until training camp starts. Um, uh, you know, everyone loved Tuzar Skipper, uh, and then he, you know, that went to nowhere. What he was the he was the sack leader in the preseason. That doesn't mean much. So, um, I you know, I, I don't know. Like the, the the depth there, I guess, is a little. Uh, I don't want to say disheartening, but you know, you're one injury away from not knowing who the heck is going to be on the field. Yeah, I think we saw that last year when when. Watt missed some time, and Highsmith also missed some time. The depth was uh, concerning. Uh, what about you, Shannon? Well, well first, I think Highsmith's going to have a, a an increase in sacks, eight to ten at least. Um, and I believe, you know, the dude's work ethic is legendary. You know, from walk-on in Charlotte to, you know, I mean, he, is, he really was able to set a great edge last year. And they missed that a lot when he was out or dealing with that groin injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that Tuska, uh, I think he really started to show something towards the end of the year. Uh, I think he will be one of the backups. Uh, if it, if it's Skipper or, or Avery, Avery has never impressed me. And I don't know if Skipper's really, you know, ever had a chance since he had them, that big preseason performance, you know. Um, but one thing I've, I've said before 
and I'll, I'll reiterate, I think Leal could give them some snaps on the edge to relieve, like, Highsmith on occasion because hmm. he sets a mean edge, and he is very athletic. So, you know, I was hoping he'd stay around 280 pounds and be a little bit Lamar Woodley-esque. But, you know, they say now he's over 300. So, But I still wow. think he's athletic enough he could fill in a little bit there. And, you know, that would free up a another roster spot at a bigger area of need. I never even I never even considered that. That's pretty. That's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, who know? You never know. I mean, look at Anthony Chicolo. He converted from a defensive end to outside mm-hmm. linebacker. You know, and he he did okay for himself as a as a backup. Um, I'm definitely uh, obviously excited about Highsmith. I just want to see what he does in year three. Uh, I mean, he's gonna. He, how could he not get a lot of uh, uh, favorable matchups when you got TJ Watt and you have uh, mm-hmm. Cam Hayward and you have now you have Ogan Joby if he's the player he was before his injury then uh, Highsmith I mean this is year number three he really improved a lot last year as first as a full-time starter his first year and you know I mean you know as you said his work ethic is unbelievable to walk on in Charlotte <laughs> he couldn't even get a scholarship at Charlotte and then uh, work his way up to one of the, the best maybe the best player in the history of that team and it doesn't go back that far, but to be a third round pick in the NFL, that, that just shows you how, how far he came in a short period of time. And, uh, you know, he's only impressed me in his first two years. So I, I'm excited to see what, what he can bring in year number three. So let's move on uh, to, we'll just go with the secondary in general. Uh, Shannon, who are you most excited about seeing between the defensive backs, or I'm sorry, between the cornerbacks and the safeties? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I, you can break it down if you want. You can break yeah, it down. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a really excited about Levi Wallace because I think he's a huge upgrade from Joe Hayden. And you know I love Joe Hayden, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the player and the person. I just think he's a great, great representative for the Steelers. But he lost the step even before the injury last year. And I think Levi Wallace is going to be an upgrade immediately. Uh, I love his versatility. Is 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 tenacity? He's an excellent tackler. Um, so I think they really upgraded there. And then I'm excited to see uh, Kazee at safety because mm-hmm. the Steelers haven't had a true deep center field cover safety because that's really not Fitzpatrick's strength, uh, and that's what Kazee excels at. And he can fill in in the slot. So again. The versatility of a guy like Kazee and a guy like Norwood, you could keep a player at another position and, and carry one extra guy there because they can play slot and safety. So um, so I guess those are the two guys I'm most excited about is Levi Wallace and uh, Kazee. I can't, I'll, I'll miss his first name up, but Kazee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that's, that's um, I think Norwood, you know, I, I'm intrigued by him, but uh, but yeah, because he is somebody who can come in and be a, a real uh, uh, asset to that secondary. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not I'm not super like excited about this secondary. I think there's a lot of people that still need to prove uh, what they you know. I guess I'm most excited about Witherspoon. He kind of you know talking. He came in talking about coming on the moving train cold kind of was like a little culture shock at the beginning and then came around. And so with, uh, you know, with all that much more time to digest the playbook, the scheme and all that, uh, I kind of, kind of think that he might, you know, he might be the clear number one. Uh, and <laughs> maybe I'm excited what, you know, what he can do uh, under, with a, you know, it all comes down to the pass rush, the secondary, if we can get to the quarterback, right. then the pass rush looks, I mean, then the secondary looks amazing. And when, when we can't get to the quarterback, then we see, you know, teams like the Chargers, Keenan Allen, uh, just, you know, running wherever they want. So, um, right. I, I mean, there, it seems like the talent is all there. You got three, seems like you got three starters with Sutton, uh, Levi, mm-hmm. and Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's just like, can, you know, is the, will the whole unit, the whole defense come into place to, to make the secondary excel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much is going to be dependent upon the, the pass rush. I mean, they've they've uh, recorded fifty plus sacks 
dating back to 2017 every season. So, you know, if they can continue to do that, that's going to, that's going to make life so much better for that secondary. And if they can get, if they can uh, improve at stopping the run, that's where Tyson Alou comes in guys like that. Then, you know, that, that takes uh, more off of their plate as well. So uh, I'm definitely most excited about Weatherspoon because he seems to be a, a feast or famine kind of guy so far uh, during his young career. And we saw that last year, he was barely on the radar for most of last year. And then he comes on at the end of the year and he's your best cornerback down the stretch. If he can, if he can uh, harness that talent or if he can take it to another level, then maybe he's your new uh, CB one, uh, you know, with uh, Weatherspoon or I'm sorry, Levi Wallace being a, a, a really, really dependable and, and uh, number two, what's up Shannon. Can he, or will he tackle? <laughs> I don't know, but if they could, if they could do a lot of tackling up front, you know, I mean, and, but 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 I mean, I think it's important, more important for him to be a uh, uh, if, if he can if he can cover his his uh, receivers like like a blanket. I think that that would you know some, that's something we haven't seen uh, other than Joe Hayden around here for for many years. That's always been a problem for them. So you know if they can get some, if they can get that out of him, then I'll, I'll take that. But, you thing. know, you could still run the football in the NFL. <laughs> Eventually, he has right. to tackle somebody. Right. Well, well that's, that's the thing. First down, we're, you, you play uh, Arthur Molette and Trey Norwood as your corners <laughs> to stop the run, and then, right. then you go back. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that's a good – you know, I, 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 yeah, I, that's one thing I forget about when it comes to cornerbacks is uh, uh, they sometimes have to tackle. I mean, we, 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 uh, we, we get spoiled by the likes of Mike Taylor and – yeah, and yeah, guys, yeah, guys like that over the years, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess he has to improve improve there. But but uh, I'm excited about his uh, potential as far as a coverage guy. Mm-hmm. As far as safety, I'm definitely excited about Norwood. You know, I like his versatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, he showed me a lot in game in week one last year uh, playing the slot, and you know he can play uh, you know, the deep center field. You know, so if he if he can improve there and, and be your your deep safety, that that frees up Fitzpatrick. So. Um, they seem to like him a lot. He seems to be their new Cam Sutton, a guy who you know who, who's a heady player and versatile. So uh, I'm intrigued to see what he can do in, in year two. On that note, I think we had a good show, guys. What do you think? I think uh, we should probably wrap it up. This is fun, and I think we got a uh, we, we. What's up? What about special teams? <laughs> he wants to talk well, orders. I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited about uh, whoever their whoever their long snapper is. I, I really. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what he does, uh, and, and then of course the kicker is okay. Uh, the, the, the place. Yeah, I'm excited good. about that Chris Boswell guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I, I think, think he has some potential there. Right. I don't think anybody's gonna gonna challenge him this training camp. You never know. I mean, Ty, Mike Tomlin has said what these guys do in training camp uh, that 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 forms an opinion as far as their future. So, you know, you never know. I don't know who the uh, the backup kicker is in camp, but he better. Uh, Boswell better be on uh, on alert. What, what, what about you, Kyle? Are you excited about about that that long snapper? Well, I mean, Christian Kunz was the only one of the only people to get the invite to TJ's wedding. I didn't, you know, I didn't see oh. a Bud Dupree at, <laughs> when I saw Christian Kunz there. So he's got Drop the inside security. track in the locker room, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as, far, yeah. as far as is Boswell first, let's get him some QB reps uh, this camp, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, and. Uh, and, and Presley Harvick, let's get him some. Let's kick, let's practice some field goals with Presley in case uh, we need a backup kicker awesome. this time. Okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's awesome. awesome. I forgot about that Packers <laughs> game. Wow, and then I forgot about uh, Boswell almost dying in that, uh, <laughs> that big field goal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, or he should get rid of the ball sooner. Like you know, he's no Ben. <laughs> he's no Ben. He can't just like hold it to the last second. <laughs> All right, but that, there you go, Shannon. I forgot about special teams. You, you, you kept me on track. You kept me on track. Um, but on that note, I think we're going to call it a day, a show. And um, um, do you know what we do at the end of shows, Kyle? The whole uh, wrestling thing. Uh, yeah, the whole the whole Ric Flair thing, right? Yeah, you can be you can be Ric Flair, and uh, for uh, Kyle Christ and Shannon White and and Brian Anthony Davis, who's somewhere off in, in the woods. Uh, just when you think you have all the answers. Shannon, we keep changing the questions. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Woo! <laughs> you guys have a great week. <laughs> Go cows! Stop
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus